0: Hey podcast, uh, the Gary V. challenge. Hashtag GaryVee challenge. That's right, I put out the huge deck. How many pages was that, 270? The, the, the deck I put out on my birthday uh, is out there now and now I'm scared. Why am I scared? Because people love consuming information but they hate doing the things in the information. So we're doing the Gary V. challenge. Hashtag Gary V. challenge. What does that mean? I am now challenging you, my audience, to make content at scale. Use the hashtag GaryV Challenge in Facebook, in Instagram, in Twitter, in LinkedIn, so that we can find your stuff. And I'm going to pick some winners in January of the people that have gone out and actually made, making, contextually making, making at scale. Please go do that. Go check it out. Looking forward to it. Please enter. Doing always is better than reading. This is the GaryV Audio Experience.
1: What's up, podcast listeners, and welcome back. Today, we have number seven of the 2019 Top Podcast Countdown. Gary sits down with NBA superstar Kevin Love as they touch on mental health, knowing yourself, and just how to stay tough. So make sure to hit him up and let him know what you thought, and I hope you enjoy.
0: My son's Eurostep, left hand, <laughs> and jump it's shot. great. Dude, he almost, he actually almost beat me in pop shot, like pop a shot, like, this already this weekend, he, he scored 29, like he just jays.
2: Wait, is he a lefty too?
0: I'm trying to make, I'm like. Oh yeah, just you, I'm put like, everything I'm in like, his left I'm hand. I'm like breaking, doors, his, I like broke his right hand. Like, yeah. like, like I'm like really like, like psycho dad. I'm like, yeah. he's only lefty, only euro step, only jump shot That's and right. already completely brainwashed. Like his poor first grade class, they all know they'll never dunk because he got it into his head and he's like there and now he's just spitting it to them. Sure. And they're all like just baffled, like why can't we ever dunk? It's just a wild scene, but it's like oh, where I was going, like yeah, like we need to do it because you coming over and like shooting with him, like we'll be like, like you
2: know, oh blows. He'll mind.
0: probably knows he probably knows more about your career than you do. Like all he does is sit on ten hours of iPad memorizing stats of every. It's I don't even want to talk to him about sports because he genuinely knows more than me. Yeah, it's just his whole life. All right, Ready when you are. what is it? Hey everybody, this is Gary vay Nurchuk, and this is episode 318 of the Ask Gary V Show and this is an episode I've been waiting for for a long, long time. Not only do I admire this man for what he does in his profession, but watching him evolve the words that come out of his mouth over the last two to three years has been inspiring to me. It's really endeared me to him, I've really enjoyed uh, the tons of banter over the last eighteen months we've done on DM. I super love dapping him up on the court in the garden. <laughs> I was hoping you Pierre. were gonna uh, um, drop that. And then that was you know, and, and he also like guaranteed that they were gonna win and everything was okay with two minutes to go, and then that's what happened. I I'm just been watching him a lot, admire him, love a lot about him and looking forward to getting to know him much more on my personal level, but wanted to give him the platform uh, and the opportunity. You know, I got really excited the other day with somebody else I like a lot, and we didn't get the phone calls. I promise, I'm gonna stay very committed. We will get the calls in. So if you're watching right now on uh, on Instagram, we're gonna take the call, the numbers from YouTube and Facebook. YouTube, Facebook, if you got a question for Kevin Love, who is our guest today, uh, extraordinary MBA talent, but unbelievably exciting emerging voice for many things that I'm passionate about in society is our guest. If you have questions for him about anything that we talk about, please put your phone number and a little bit of a preview of your question. Andy will be picking them. Put it into YouTube or uh, Facebook. I know Instagram, I know you guys are watching and I know that's where most people are watching. So uh, I highly recommend you switching over to Facebook and YouTube for your questions if you are passionate enough. Kev. Thanks for being on.
2: Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming. It's super long time coming. Before yeah.
0: we get into anything else, I love origin stories, like comic book number sure. one. Spit the three or four minutes of like who you are.
2: Who am I? Well, I grew up in a basketball family. I heard you talking about your son, six yes. years old. Uh, the ball was placed in my hand at a very early age. I had a father who came from Inglewood, California, went to Morningside High School. Um, you know, Byron Scott, Lisa Leslie. Um, Went to the University of Oregon, played in the league for five years. Uh, was around my uncle who was in rock and roll. Mike love of the Beach Boys, so he had a oh, little shit. bit of. He got to play for the L.A. Lakers, and then in the summertime times got to travel around with the Beach Boys. But best life ever. Best life ever. That's probably why only. What years did he play? He only lasted like four or five years. He had that too was much probably love yeah Boys, exactly I mean, I get it. exactly. But he was what, before what his years? time. He was. Uh, I think it was seventy one. He was drafted ninth by the ninth by the Baltimore Bullets. Yeah, and actually on his draft card, it said good jumper for a white guy. (laughs) No way. I didn't have that. I get it. That wouldn't Wait, wait.
0: wait. 71 to the book. That was big time teams.
2: That was a big time. West Onsell. Yeah. My middle name, West Onsell, is uh, Wesley after West Onsell. Yep. Earl of Pearl, exactly. Uh, And then he played on, I mean, he played with. I'm trying to think on the Lakers, Connie Hawkins, Gail Goodrich, Elmore Smith blocked 17 shots in a game. By the way, uh, Connie
0: Hawkins, I'm just, you know, I like to interrupt, so let's get used to it. Like yeah. Connie Hawkins is one of the most interesting all-time basketball players Ever. in my opinion. Well, his
2: story, one to talk about origin story. I mean,
0: blackballed from league for gambling. It's insane. Dr. J basically co-signs he, him as like I'm Dr. J yeah. because of Connie Hawkins. No, he
2: was he was basically MJ or 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 Dr. J before those guys. I mean, he was a guy my dad used to tell me he would pick it off the ground, either hand, go up and it was I mean, just put it down. Love it. He was, anyway, yeah, so, unbelievable. So it
0: was like, it was, it was destiny from the get for you?
2: Pretty much. Yeah, like I said, the ball and did was- you love it? Always loved it. always love and it? And I was the kid, I remember telling my, my, my best friend's dad, he likes to- uh, Tell the story. C- tell the story of, of me coming back from my first day. We lived right across the street from each other. Um, and he would say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I'm gonna be in the NBA. You know, it was just so matter of fact that, uh, you know, I taught myself or I, I really spoke it into but existence. He, but
0: he as a dad- didn't laugh at that the same way, given the DNA, right?
2: Given the DNA. Yeah. He was around those uh, teams when we were young in Portland where it was Rick Adelman was the coach and yep. it was Terry Porter. The Duck. Uh, the Duck, oh, yeah. the Duck was the duck a, a monster, it was only, yeah, for Cliff sure. Robinson as Cliff Robinson is a rookie Robinson, Yep, Terry I'm, Porter.
0: You have to understand why I know those teams so well. So literally the human that I hate the most on earth is Michael Jordan. Like, number one, <laughs> number one on my list. Brady's a close second. Sure. Um, and that's completely predicated my Jets J- Nick. J- J- and like yeah. I don't understand Nick fans in their forties that like MJ. I right. really don't. I genuinely don't. Right. I don't understand it. Well, he tormented so like, you
2: guys for yeah, years like, over I, there. I, I don't mean,
0: understand it's... it. Like respect is different. Right. Please let there be no confusion. I understand who the player was. Mm-hmm. But like that. Right. So you don't know how much I love those Pistons. I mean, excuse me, those those Blazer teams because I prayed to God that they could. Figure oh out yeah, how to beat in the them. finals yeah. and
2: yeah, all those times they faced them. But it's interesting to me. You talk about MJ, like how same thing with Braun, like what guys would have taken that next step. See, the funny thing is, is like, obviously, played the with, guy. Well,
0: it's funny. It's funny, and obviously, you played with him. Like I love Braun mainly because the day he, I heard of him when he was like. Sixteen immediately, no different than Felipe Lopez, which went in a different direction, sure. or anybody else that even begins a conversation of a chance to be better than MJ. Like my heart and soul, I've never. When you guys won that title, like I, I hate every team but mine. Sure. But that win against Golden State was probably the most excited I've been for any other team but mine because I knew that it would add momentum to getting the debate. With LeBron and oh, MJ, sure. I knew how big of a historic win that would be huge. for the debate.
2: Yeah, and it was unprecedented. I mean, I can remember speaking of stories. Uh, I can remember we were in Oakland. We went to their practice facility, the Golden State Warriors, and it was the one. You know, Clay had started Thompson had started talking about how they were better than the Showtime Lakers, and yeah, I remember. you know that was kind of a shot at his, I at his dad I as well. I, I, I grew, I grew yes, up with Clay, yes. so we're going over the uh, the Bay Bridge. And that commentary is just still picking up. It's on mm-hmm. Twitter, it's on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's on all these social sports platforms. Yep. Oh, sports radio, everything. And that's when Bron just said. He looked around and goes, you know what guys, this is, it's written. We're gonna win tomorrow night, we're gonna have a huge game, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. It's gonna come down to the last few minutes. We're not losing at home. Game seven, anything can happen. That's how it played out. It's crazy. It still gives me chills thinking about it.
0: The crazy part, back. we're gonna bounce back high level but we're super narrow. I had to go to Cannes in France, which is the big market. The Super Bowl for marketing companies. I was on the flight to uh, to Can during that Game Seven, and literally, my, for some reason, everybody went on Wi-Fi. But for some reason, my phone, because I don't have a laptop, sure. like my phone was getting the update play-by-play play on ESPN faster by like. A tenth of a second than everybody else around me, and everybody was like, "And it's overnight, and you got to get sleep because the next day in France, sure. it's the next day, and you got to go." No, Nobody's that's, sleeping. There's nothing like sports. And you I'm like watch literally like standing like like it was insane to play that whole fourth quarter on your phone, getting update by update by update. And by the way, a lot of the people that go to are from San Francisco, <laughs> the tech companies, and all that. Sure. By the way, on the record, ninety-eight percent of Warrior fans are straight bandwagon big shout out to Jim Lanzone from CBS <laughs> Interactive you're the one true Warriors fan that I know all you at Facebook and Google and Uber you didn't even know Golden State was in San Francisco right. a decade ago I was there you and you don't know if, if Mitch Richmond took <laughs> on your face you wouldn't know who he was so get the out of here with your
2: bandwagon fandom and you're raising a little Chris Mullen too so yeah
0: man dude they don't know Tim Hardaway Chris Mullen no, they don't know no, Rick, but they don't whoever. know anything about yeah. that so anyway, a little yep. a little pent up Nick's anger yeah, to start okay, the show. Yeah. Kev, go way back. So you're playing and you're just good always, or no? Always good. Always good. I mean, bad and bad. I was always it's I was honest. always big. I mean, we yeah. talked
2: about it before we came on. Like size I was, matters in basketball. I was a big kid, yeah, yeah, size mattered, but I always had the skill. Like my dad had the foresight to know where the game was going. He put the ball in my hands, wanted me to play all five positions, Huge. but he also wanted me to shoot from deep. Yeah, like nice. I think my dad was ahead of his time. He was he was uh well he is six nine and he was about two hundred and ten pounds, two hundred and five pounds. I was, you know, six nine, two eighty at one point. And uh no, he was he was really ahead of his time but he could tell junk food. Say it again?
0: Like when you were fat, right? Which was like, see,
2: I was just the glutton for the sake of being a glutton. It was, it wasn't like I had anything in particular. Did you go on
0: tilt the other way and say like, all these people think I'm out of shape? I'm just gonna go even worse and still ball on them? Yeah,
2: I actually, believe that. I actually I, understand that. After, so I was, uh, I was, was my
0: hot take on this whole uh,
2: issue. Naismith actually was uh, <laughs> a little subtle brag here, not so subtle. Is I was national athlete of the year my senior year, yeah, that's and if just you a looked at me, it right? would just. Stun you. It would stun you. Yeah, you would look and be like, "This." Guy? I wish
0: social media was further along back then because oh, I think yeah. you would have made some ridiculous content, like 100 percent, and like just doing oh, dumb, yeah. like
2: 15 year old. For sure. Yeah. Because I have no shame in that stuff. Like yeah, especially exactly. now, you talk about. Uh, and then well, well get by the into way, it, I
0: apologize, but that's where we're about to go. Like yeah. I think some of the things you're talking about. Like, when you started talking about mental health issues and other things you've talked about, like, when I watch you from afar, I'm like, that's really good parenting, really good DNA, and really good circumstance, because that kid is not insecure. We have insecure, well, that's right. That's the manifestation of it. Sure. So, like, there's the things back to your weight, maybe you weren't insecure about that people thought. Yeah. Clearly, there were things you were insecure about. We all are. For sure. But this is the manifestation of you evolving to closing the gaps in certain parts of your insecurity.
2: Yeah. And you're so susceptible to change early on. That's why I think with anything mental health related, whether it be, you know, cause I have a saying, you know, kill the body and the, the mind dies. Like so many kids early on now are just killing their bodies just to the extent of, I mean, you're seeing more. To
0: look good, to be a good athlete, to have like ripped, like all the weird Everything like it transcends.
2: Yeah, no, it's really crazy. Kids are, are picking up weights earlier on the, the yes. load on their body. They're specializing in sport earlier on. And I have no problem with that. I played basketball and baseball. There came a point in time where my dad was like, "Okay, yeah, you're, you're going like, to be what Randy Johnson. Now, you're not left-handed. You don't have a mullet. You know, you it's just not going to be the way, you." I think you could rock a good. I mullet. could rock a good mullet, and I would be like a David Wells, where I'd probably pitch hungover and do a perfect game. <laughs> you know, like and I'd be in a Yankee uniform, and that would be incredible. But, but to your
0: point, right? Like how, you know, One literally I said this, I spoke to the Rutgers football team uh, this morning and one of the things I was talking to one of the coaches on the way out is, literally this is not a joke and this is gonna be really meta. I've been thinking a lot about like, this question I get asked a lot which is like, what business, If I like, much like I started VaynerMedia when I was done with the wine thing and like just literally started at scratch and it was left field for me to build this coming from the wine world. Yeah. What business would I start? And I can't stop thinking about this one thing the number one business as of this moment that I would start in the world is something in youth athletics because the utter delusion
2: of every parent. At an all time high.
0: That 99.9% of parents that are listening to this podcast right now are so delusional that they think their kid is going to the league when they have no prayer. Like America, your kid is not playing shortstop in baseball, Pay (laughs) attention. Like what is the matter with you, sure like literally I'm like, oh, I'm gonna build a billion dollar business exploiting the fact that people are taking kids that will never play college sports yeah. and training them like they're gonna be right. LeBron right delusion delusion and that's why a lot of kids are going too early to one sport because their mom and dad are saying if you want to get to the league, we need to decide now and instead of kids being happy and yep. well- rounded, their parents are brainwashing them that they're going to be on the World Cup soccer team but they have to give up football, basketball, Fortnite, happiness and, stuff and everything else. Meanwhile, that kid sucks. <laughs> no, really, and I mean it. I want to use sucks because I'm hoping one parent listens and like, "Actually, you know what? That might be true."
2: Yeah. No, I have no problem with saying that. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm I'm tired of all these participation trophies people you know families that think their their kids are that good listen i i believe that youth sports is a great way to to transition into life. uh life because it teaches you people skills it oh, teaches you either how to be a leader or a follower or being able to follow then yeah. turning into many different things yeah. and it segues you into different really a lot Adversity. of different vent- sports is good all you of lose. it it's it's it teaches you a number
0: to- sports in america by not letting kids lose
2: exactly and it's, it's terrible. I was just at the Aspen Ideas Conference and we had talked about that. There was a lot of, a lot of scowls out there and I imagine those are the parents that oh. are the ones that you're talking about. I went to it's, I went
0: to Brilliant Minds in Stockholm. It was super fancy. Yeah. And I went out there and gave a 10 minute straight from the hip first time talk around entitlement and let me promise you what went through everybody's mind. Yeah. I suck. Because you can't over, because we're raising zoo animals. Right. Like listen, I wish I was in the league. You think I want to sit courtside and watch you? I want to play. But self-awareness kicked in. I would foul the <laughs> Yeah, and I would have fouled I would like, put I'm you the I'm the weirdest. Yeah. I actually would, like.
2: I would I'm, turn into Oak I'm, and I'm, I would just. I'm
0: 94 Knicks now. Like, like there's guys that play with me here. Like, I'm trying to hurt people in pickup, hurt. Yeah. Now. Yeah. My own employees and friends. Like, every, like me, me and AJ, my brother, can't play in the same team in right. our pickup games anymore. Yeah. Because within the first 30 seconds, everyone's on tilt.
2: So you basically created your own Jordan rules for the people that you work with? They yeah. come in the paint, the they're getting put on the ground? Let's the
0: youngsters. Like, be, you know, wanna remind everybody Oh, about I'm sorry, patients. I don't know the demographic. I'm yeah, assuming like, it's... No, it skews all over the yeah, place, yeah. but a lot of young people watch me have no idea that Jordan often was positioned in the mid to eight, late 80s as yeah. never having a chance to win a championship, yeah. never gonna get through the Pistons, Look at who had to go through exactly. Hog, this and that, and like literally some of my last enjoyable moments was watching like clotheslining <laughs> Jordan, you know, and sweep, like, I love that they walk, I know that they get on for walking off after the Bulls finally got through them. Sure. I love it. Him. Let him have no enjoyment. Yeah. Anyway, nonetheless, let's not get sidetracked too much. Let's, we've been alluding to it. Obviously, you, you have this great career. You t- let's talk about for five seconds your recruitment to where you played college ball. Sure. Because I have a really funny story that I think I might have once told you on DM or a call. I don't know if I've gone to a significant, college basketball game in the last 15 years. It's just the nature of how busy I am. But ironically, Omid Ashtari, I hope you're listening or watching right now, Omid, real good friend of mine who worked at CAA, took me to a UCLA game, like somehow in this one weird window, I went to a game, and it was your freshman year. Wow. And I remember like who watching. Who were we it. playing? I don't recall, I don't wanna oh. play, but, uh but I just recall like, the three, three of you are standing out to me. Yeah. You know, Collison and, and Russ. And, and, I, and I remember like, that, like, he was super pumped. He's like these freshmen, they're gonna be awesome, they're gonna make a real run in the tournament. I, cause I'm so busy, get, like I, the one thing I mandate at VaynerMedia is that every employee fills out a bracket for March Madness and then the winner gets a huge prize. It's like a company-wide thing. I'm crazy about it. But I'm so busy, I'm, I'm headline reading for my picks. And I remember that Omid brainwashed me about you and your crew. So I had you guys going super f- far. Like yeah. I think I had you losing in the finals. So it was super f- when you guys underperformed. So there's that. However, let's talk about how you got to UCLA. Like were, was it always them? Was there like always, always them? Did something weird happen? Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by the recruiting. So
2: yeah, you go back to the origin story here to back up. My dad actually played at Morningside High School, Jim Herrick. The great Jim Herrick was his assistant coach cool. at Morningside High School, so they would play one on one. Yeah, they go yeah, back yeah. and forth, and um, you know, then those great teams like the '95 national yeah. championship team, yep. the Abandin brothers, Tyus yep. Edney with what 4.8 seconds yep. uh, to get to the Final Four. So uh, was UCLA it the was the year when they
0: lost to Princeton, or the year before. I'm confused. I think uh, think I'm me. not. I'm
2: not certain. All I, I remember
0: is I picked Princeton in my bracket, and they stunned him yeah. and like I was a hero. For you were a the day guy. Campus, yeah. Just yeah. That. That's like the Richmond Spiders upset that I picked against Cuse my freshman year of high school. I wrote it on the blackboard before every class.
2: I mean, Cuse always finds a way. So, Jim Jim <laughs> Boeheim, They always yeah. On. No, I was kidding. The uh, so you
0: were always destined to go there.
2: I feel like I was. I mean, Oregon consider- was always in my backyard. I always- You always considered I, it a little bit? Always, and Nike. I mean, it was just like yeah, Phil Knight. I live everything. If you're from Oregon, but it's everything. from a
0: everything. pedigree standpoint, unlike football. And
2: my dad went to University of Oregon. So that so was, was I grew up going to the football games. I grew so up going to those games. It was close between uh, North Carolina where it was Roy Williams, and they had just come off winning uh, a national championship a couple of years prior.
0: Was that a part of you doing like hey it might be cool to be on the east coast i've always been a west coast kid
2: and it was the duke and unc rivalry you want to get into it that? was yeah the acc was of course, uh, you, you know still. unbelievable of course. but you know ucla had been to two straight final fours at the time ben hallen was yep. uh you know very good at teaching his guys and having having his guys go to the next level and have success and i think that continued
0: remind me remind me where we were in the high school coming straight out of high school versus
2: two years removed
0: from so i you think were what 2000 to, right
2: Five was the so last had year to go to had to go but I probably would, would have gone out you would yes. have flat out yes. flat out
0: did you fundamentally know you were going to be one and done
2: yes no, always no. one. yeah it That's was cool. no secret so they came down to UCLA and North Carolina and finally Kerry Keating uh who's assistant coach there at the time um still heavily involved um in know, uh, California, not only athletics, but basketball as well. He just said, you know, are we doing this? I remember I was at a tournament in Vegas where they have, you know, the 500 teams. He just went in for cool. the You play five, te- five games yeah. on Sunday right to moment. win. Yeah, he found the right moment. I was like, okay, you got me. Committed to UCLA. Ended up going. That was uh, my rising senior year. Ended up going to UCLA and, uh, you know, made best friends with Russell Westbrook. And we just talked about how we were going to the NBA every single day. So cool. Yeah.
0: And you guys did. And I mean, you, you did. And
2: it was four and five pick. Pretty cool. Very. very, We're roommates.
0: It's real cool. Yeah. Real cool. So, what's the you know just as a random question because I really want to get into some of the off the court stuff. What was the biggest surprise of you had a dad that was in the league, you're groomed for this, you know the pedigree. It's 24/7. Even when it wasn't, it's running in the background. What was the biggest surprise?
2: There is nothing you can do. To prepare for the speed, the speed, the grind, but playing against in Texas against Dirk or Tim Duncan flying back home on a back to back in Minnesota and playing KG in the Boston Celtics. And there's just nothing you can do. You're playing two games a week in college. Right. In the tournament, you're playing, you know, Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, and then you wait till the next week, and then you go to the, you know, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four.
0: Right. So not only is it the volume and speed of which the games come at you, it's you're also playing the against the best t- players in the and world. And we
2: we had so, I mean, we had lottery picks, we had, you know, guys that were first rounders, guys yep. that have huge success in the league in the Pac 10 at the time, Pac 12 now. But there's nothing you can do to emulate that. I played. Dirk and, yeah, Tim Duncan within the first five games of my career. Tony Parker put up 55 points on us. (laughs) I'm like, this is the NBA? So I got... Right, I got meanwhile, blindsided. You're like
0: five minutes away from playing like a video game with Tony Parker, and like he's not that hundred percent. Yeah, 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 exactly.
2: And like I'm playing. Yeah, that's what we did is <laughs> we we played video games all the time in our of locker course. room at UCLA, and we're like, you know, yeah, like I'm gonna pick, uh, you know, Bron, and okay, I'm gonna pick, you know, the Lakers. I'm gonna be Kobe, and, everything. and then you then you get there, and it's like, okay, Kobe's putting forty on us every single time, and there's nothing you can do. He'll tell you right straight to your face. He goes, "You guys don't have a chance tonight. Who, it's, fr- it's Friday was, night, and I'm the show. Who's, I'm, I'm going. Who's
0: after. who's uh. Who's the one player that you like? More, you know, tucking in, you're checking in, you get on the court, and then you actually see him. And it was like actually the biggest response you had, whether it was something funny and inside joke because you remember being at a camp, or whether it was Kobe, and you're like, "This is actually Kobe, it's not
2: Kobe. 100%. The, yeah, Kobe. Because there's just, I mean, I've, and this is no disrespect to Braun, because he he brings him out too, and he there's that energy in of the course. gym. You're getting you everybody's best there. game. Yeah. Is, your whole mindset shifts too when you become on you get on a, a team like that. I mean, we were a super team and we were a team that was expected to go to the finals, expected to have the potential yeah, yeah, to course. win a championship. Yeah. But when I first got into the league, Kobe Bryant, it didn't matter if it was a a soft Tuesday <laughs> in Minneapolis, Kobe's bringing them out. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a buzz in the city that Kobe is there.
0: Yeah, and like and like the worst part, which I still want to punch every person in the building when I'm there, like Kobe drops the first bucket, it's 2 nothing Lakers right. at Minnesota, and 73% of the audience is cheering.
2: Oh, no, it was a, this by is the is way, oh, and I- there's a, it's a, Minneapolis Lakers, it's a home game for them, but, yeah. I mean, it's like, everywhere they went. This is
0: why it's great that I ended up being a professional athlete, because like, at 2 nothing, when Kobe gets <laughs> that jump shot, I'm like running d- back down the court, like, trying to argue with fans, like, yeah. you leave. Right. I hate visiting fans. When I go to visiting games as a Jets fan, I don't say a word.
2: I'm trying to think of who you would who you would what, what's like looking in a mirror for you in like, this league Ron Artest today
0: like like the test meets like whatever the worst things that have ever happened in sports yeah that
2: that okay. because
0: because I'm willing like it gets So you so were like pain. a uh,
2: speaking of Randy Johnson in the Seattle like you were like a Pinella. you take out the base and you
0: I throw yes, the I get to a, it, not in life what's in the, crazy is not in life in business people like steal a million dollars from me I'm like Phew. and that's why I have to be careful to not project maybe what I hate about being a fan is I'm not in control
1: you know, sure. like in, yeah. like
0: when I'm in control, like the CEO of this company, everything bad easy. Maybe I'm just frustrated as a fan, like, like you know, like, right, like maybe that's what it is. So maybe I actually am completely full of completely the other way when I would actually be on the quarter field, but no, because when we play, I'm like crazy.
2: So speaking of out of out of control, though, What's so your
0: elbow. Th- you know, like a step on it, like I don't like when you're not. Like here's my thought: when you're not, and he's
2: been begging me this whole time to come out and play some ball. Like
0: I'm always scared because while you're still, yeah. when you retire, it'll be easier. Because, okay, like, yeah. When you're active, I'm like, what if I get weird and like, like uh, then it's like on, uh, like then people actually found out the real story and be like, really, like <laughs> right. I'm, I'm always scared. like I invite jet players over and we hang and like sometimes I'm like. I better be careful here because I actually yeah. care about
2: the. I'm, de- I'm gonna be taking HGH and testosterone at that time too. In, so in per- in I'm gonna have rage fits and just go after you. Let's
0: jump to it because I don't want it to get away from us. Let's talk about some of the things you've been talking about. Sure. Some of the things you're passionate about because I think it's uncomfortably important, mm-hmm. and I think you've, you're building momentum. Just like I think about so many people that have brought so much value, whether it's Kurt Flood or Jackie Robinson, you know, with color barriers or just all these things you know, watching some of the stuff Kyle Corber's talking about. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm really excited about what I believe you and a couple others have started the momentum conversation. For a lot of people that don't even know where I'm going, set it up for me and give me the context, tell me the backstory.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, everything that uh, you're alluding to is mental health related. Uh, I've dealt with uh, not only panic attacks, but anxiety and, and depression my entire life. It's just something that I've always, always dealt with. I suffered silently until I was uh, 29 years old. I had an in-game panic attack against the Atlanta Hawks on November 5th. Um, it was a scary moment. A lot, of, a lot had been going just devastatingly wrong in my life and that last pillar to fall was basketball. We that was were, always your safe place. It was always my safe place. Makes sense. It was a place, uh, it's escapism. Everybody's looking for their escape. My work is mine too. Exactly. You work, and, and, you know, for some people, it can be whatever their vice is. It can be drugs and alcohol. That's right. It can be, you know, exhausting their body. Like yep. Robin Williams, that was it for him. Yep. Um, yeah, with Kate Spade, who ended up taking yep. her life. that It was, it was her work. Yep. Um, you know, it was everything that she stood for and her image. Yep. And that was a big reason that she uh, ended up, you know, not coming out and saying what she had dealt with because she was escape- afraid what it was going to do for her brand and her yep. image. But so I had an in-game panic attack. It was a really scary moment for me. I've talked at length about it where I actually thought I was having cardiac arrest and I was I was you know looking for something that wasn't there. I'd always had places to go. Like I was not kidding about the rage fits. Like I know I said testosterone and all that shit yeah. when I'm done playing, but when I was young that's how it manifested. Cuz I, I I didn't really know how I was feeling. I didn't know I knew what the the depression was more so. Like I wouldn't come out of bed for 2 weeks. I would Re- play my basketball really? and I would go into my room and my, like my brother would say uh, it was funny. A, a couple of weeks after I had written the uh, players streaming yeah. article and, and discussed that everybody's yeah. going through something, uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, we would just we would just wait for you to be, be Kevin again."
0: But straight up, two weeks.
2: Oh yeah, like no. I, I had had moments where it had been. Um, th- there's little triggers here and there where I've developed a new relationship with with both my anxiety and depression. But it was uh, it, w- it could last months at a time. It could last months at a time. So I dealt with that.
0: That's one thing if it's overlaying. It's another thing if you're like physically locking yourself in a room for two weeks. Yeah,
2: 100%. So I I would go in there I think
0: everybody here is walking on Earth with pressures. Sure. Anxieties, concerns, doubts. Yeah, and you find ways to hide it. Like my
2: best friends didn't even know. Like I would would hide- But how do they not know,
0: Kevin, a two week, like that's where I'm actually going. Like how would a best friend not know that you're locked up in two weeks? Or are you saying every moment I had that I didn't have to go to school or practice. Sure. I just run to the room. Or are you saying two weeks I'm out and like I may pretend I was sick?
2: Basically. Yeah, I mean, there Basically. were times where I either wouldn't go to school or, um, you know, in class I would just be like super quiet. And everybody has their moments with their friends, yeah, their course, girlfriends at that time. There's nothing like, yeah. you know, young love, that, corner, that sort of thing. But no, this was.
0: You seem super young in love these days. Oh, yeah. On the gram. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm chasing that a little I bit. See it. No, it's fine.
2: Yeah, Keep so going. oh no, I was <laughs> saying no, so Sorry when I was young curveball. I just um I just love it.
0: Yeah, you know. It makes me smile. It's huh, good. I appreciate really it. Really romantic yeah. to be honest. Yeah,
2: you know. When you <laughs> travel no,
0: Kate loves Instagram hey, but, is probably the most romantic gram right now uh, that I follow. Is it no, what
2: me, me, me uh, no, do- you talk about? No, you and dog. yourself. Yes, you my dog. dog. No,
0: I know, I know. But like my Puppy everybody is everybody knows I'm not the biggest fan of dogs. Like that's a whole meme in itself.
2: No, no, you and Kate That's another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole I just got
0: drilled right now in the live stream. But go ahead.
2: No, so yes, you and
0: Kate, you guys are like su- it's super cute. Yeah,
2: it's it's good for my mental health. I believe it. No, it really is. I believe the, yeah, it. And the traveling and the wine. And yes, <laughs> but no, I think uh, no. It came to a point where I was just I was done suffering silently. Good for you. I mean, I had such terrible bouts I of depression. Missed,
0: I missed the Hawks game. Like, was it? I now <coughs> I'm starting to remember like subtle things, but I don't. I can't drill it like. Everybody knew. Like, what happened?
2: Nobody knew. Nobody that's what. Knew. That, so that's that was that's the craziest part. So yeah, let me back up.
0: So what do you do? You, you asked out of the game.
2: Yeah. So it was after halftime, and we were down. We lose it to the Hawks, and I mean, let's just call that it it is the, the Hawks. Was except good. the Hawks weren't that very itself, good. Now I understand. what So you're we were right like here. we were like three and nine at the time. I mean, you can look it up. That yeah, was I remember, you know I maybe that. I uh, yep. it was really really not great. And so basketball was the last and pillar were you to manifesting
0: fall. manifesting it on yourself. Oh yeah, for like, sure. On my worst. Yeah. Yeah.
2: My self talk was so terrible. It's me. Yeah, it's me and yeah. everything is going wrong and I have no escape now.
0: I'm supposed to be this guy for this team. Yeah. Like, I'm the variable. Yeah. The craziest part about it was
2: I was an All-Star. I was named to the All-Star team. I know who you are. So. <laughs> no, really. um,
0: I remember, or, like, actually, I, I want to throw out a compliment real quick because I just thought of it right now. I, back to like, my life got real busy. The Knicks have not necessarily been so exciting. And unlike the Jets on Sundays, it's been hard for me to follow the Knicks the last 25 years the way mm-hmm. I want to. Now I've gotten to a place where I can afford Well, this it. summer didn't help either. No. Dude, I'm on so tilt, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I've got a screenshot right now of me FaceTiming with KD. I don't know if I've ever recruited anything harder. I feel, KD, I'm so sorry for the last month of what I put you through. I know everybody put you through but I brought it. I gave it my whole heart. Um, I remember. you went crazy early on your career in minnesota against the knicks in one rant i wasn't catching a lot of games but that's 31 and
2: 31 yeah that was at home yeah
0: i will i was like and because i saw you as a kid like in that game it was just like it just i was like holy this guy's real 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 good like i was like whoa this guy's way better than i thought like you went crazy and hit like a late was it a game winner in that one or like super late three? Yeah,
2: so I I think I had twenty eight points and uh, thirty one rebounds at the time. I hit a three and that put us ahead. Yes, yeah, so I remember. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that was like literally a standout game for me all time. Yeah. Like one of the more uncomfortably good performances I've watched.
2: guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess when you, it's all relative when you're talking Dude, about thirty one and so. thirty
0: one is f- no.
2: I guess it's amazing, team, yeah, about yeah, the but NBA. it just happened to be Dude, your team. against a
0: team that's like the Sixers from four years ago. Thirty-one and
2: thirty-one
0: is uncomfortable. Yeah. How many people have ever gone thirty-one and thirty-one? I bet you it's less than ten.
2: I think before that it was uh, Moses Malone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Anyway, nonetheless, it happened. Halftime. Yeah, it happened. I suck- this oh, and then and then it becomes the cycle, right? Like yeah. Over- is this gonna happen to the one place that I've been able to protect? Which made yeah. brrr, right?
2: So that's why I go back to the Rage Fits. Like when I was when <sighs> I was young, was that's how it used to manifest. And then I had nowhere, I always had somewhere to go. Like I'd go to my room or I'd go and you You're know back break the video game system yeah. or something like that, you yeah. know? So uh, no, I went, I, I just was like, I have nowhere to go. There's 23,000 people watching and that even made it worse. So my heart is Millions speeding up and I'm thinking good. I'm having you know, like a cardiac arrest, like in my whole body so shutting down. A so I go to my I run, I'm running around the locker room. Nobody's there. I, I go straight to my, uh, my head trainer, Steven Spiro's office. I just fall on the ground. And I pass out. Out. Like I'm gasping for, I'm sticking my, my hand literally down my throat. Like I'm thinking like something's dislodging there. I'm yeah. trying to get something out. And I, I, I mean, it was like a full on panic. I'm going to die. I don't know what's happening. Full sweats from the game. And this is it. This is the moment. So I ended up going to the, uh, you know, they, they got me back, they had me on oxygen, they sent me to uh, the Cleveland Clinic uh, to run some tests, everything checked out, and then at that point I was just kinda like, well, what the just happened? And you knew? Yeah, well I, I had an idea. So sure. that, that uh, I forget what day the game was on, but that was uh, right before the first time I was like, okay, I, I'm gonna see a therapist.
0: Good for you. And when, did it, when from there did you write the article?
2: Not until Feb- uh, March because okay, yes, coor- I, I, yeah there was still so much going on i tried to hide it for process, so long of yeah course. i had to go through my process so then
0: how many pe- i apologize cuz i'm looking at time i know you guys have a hard stop so i'm going off of that like how many people reached out to you privately after that article that forget about fans which i
2: i didn't know what to expect cuz my agent was like all right so you everybody this is going to be big and i said maybe you know like but i'm i'm tired of suffering silently like i want to play all my cards yeah. And fast forward to now, like I'm so much more comfortable with my own skin. Just I'm of like, course. this is just what you get. And like, you know, I heard you talk about it the other day, like what who what's your north star? Like happiness is my north star. But that's ambiguous for everybody. It's it's not defined as a one size fits all model. That's right. Like so I'm 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 That's actually the
0: number one thing I'm pounding at scale on Instagram while yeah. I have the youth's attention. Like money can't be it. Because it actually isn't for almost everybody.
2: No, it isn't. And And everybody thinks it is. I'm not saying that money, like money is a A great enabler of things. And a a great currency, sure. But it's not the only currency that matters. For us now, Like it's it's time. How much time do you have? (sighs) It's like elasticity, like between money and time. Like time is our biggest commodity. 100%. And so uh, that's how I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to figure out, you you laughed about my Instagrams, like how am I trying to spend my time? And so I'm trying so much more now to just I'm pressing send on. I'm like I don't care what people think of this. By I'm way, trying to spend way, positivity. I'm not laughing,
0: it really makes me happy. On some real. You see what I mean, like, like if people like, are like, oh, I'm not need to lot, get out there and, and travel. And by the way, just when everybody looks, there's a lot of attractive people hanging out with each other on Instagram. It just is obvious to me that it's happy.
2: You it know, is. Like, like that's it's what not, me, And I'm maybe not that's because I know
0: a little bit about. Like I don't yeah. know why, but I'm not joking. I'm not just like. It's comp- authenticity.
2: Like, it it took me right so long to feel. All the way there, so and I'm, I'm, I feel so like good. I'm getting there. But how many, it,
0: how many superstars, athletes, celebrities pinged you privately after the article?
2: I mean, the the number of it was probably I think we got like 8,500 emails within the first three days, and yeah. I was I was saying I was like, all right, you guys have to email me here so that I can try and get back to and respond to everybody, and then the number just became oh, so right. outrageous, and in uh, you know entertainers and and athletes and musicians. It was, right. I mean, crazy in the hundreds, f- four or five hundred. Great, but mostly it was. Uh, yeah. I would say the, the large number why it became into the, the you know triple digits was because it was athletes, and even Adam Silver At is, every level. has said every level has said now
0: tired seven year olds. Oh yeah, nine.
2: a lot of football it. players too.
0: Listen, I'll be honest. They're getting
2: with you. that, see, getting hit in the head. A lot of football players, and
0: and even if they're not there yet, they're you know you start becoming scared of it.
2: Yeah, like it's listen. Well, my guys record, are retiring now at well, twenty five.
0: AJ Derek Morgan. Exactly. I don't know if you saw what he wrote. Like the proudest thing that has happened in my world that I haven't said out loud is we signed Derek Morgan to Vayner Sports. Yeah. Made him more money off the field and all the things that Vayner Sports brings to football players, and we didn't make a penny and we knew we weren't gonna make a penny because it was highly, because we knew he was too thoughtful That's, and worried about it that he would sign another contract. So we worked with him for two years and the NFL, whoever does the contract, gets the dollars, not whoever's the current sure. agent. And it makes me smile every day and it's it makes me agent. smile because I'm happy for him. Yeah. Because if we were putting pressure on him to sign one more deal sure. to make us ROI positive, but he took one or two more hits than he wanted to, if it would have actually done something, the percep- perception's from reality and when stuff starts getting in your head that way. Yeah, I mean like
2: I truly believe too like you you get what you give. 100%. I didn't I didn't realize that like that's why I think I'm settled in too now because I'm I think as an athlete you're burning it at both ends so fast and so quickly some longer than others is depending on you yeah. know we could have a whole talk yeah, about longevity course. as well, right? But you know, it comes at you fast. I'm headed into my 12th season. I was just talking about how Tony Parker and I was putting 55 on us. I was playing it's KG crazy, and Dirk right? and all those guys but I now feel like I have a higher purpose, and you know and I can that affect you, the masses. That, that it make just wanna, makes me.
0: Does that make you want to also play a year or two more? Because the platform is. Oh, more sure. Juice for sure makes sense.
2: But yeah, post post basketball, I feel like I'm I'm doing a good job of laying the groundwork to. Who did to, you
0: stumble across in Minnesota, whether on your team or somewhere else, that all of a sudden, in the last two or three years, you're like, wait a minute, I'm old now, like in that funny way that we talk sure. to each other, and you're like wait a minute, my second year, that old dude that I, now I understand yeah. why he like threw the water at thing or why he was in the corner yeah. yelling at that, like, wait a minute, that was, I'm gonna do that. Do you right. have anything like that?
2: No, I, I mean, yes. Yeah, so there's, uh, there's, I should write a book. I mean, it's like uh, Colin Sexton, he's, he's 19 years old. I'm sitting there.
0: The amount of Colin Sexton rookie cards my, my son and I are picking up right now because we think he's sneaky underrated.
2: He's sicky underrated, and he's here. He's here. He's I mean, at Basketball City this morning talking I mean, to the kids. I'm I mean, like, dude, you're you're eight years older than these guys. You're five years older than these guys. He's like, hey kids. You're yeah, like, yeah. You're he's kid. like, let you me sit, tell you what I've like, learned in like, my yeah, career. Yeah, you're like, sit down. Like, yeah. yeah. He texts me. He's like, you were here. I was like, bro, you're talking to these kids. You're the <laughs> yeah. Kid. Like you just you're it. one you know, like a year removed. No, but he's uh, seems like a good kid. Too. Yeah, it's, but that's the craziest part about it. Like he's so. Young. He doesn't even like, he's a lot of untapped potential, sneaky underrated, as you said, but he's just so young. And then you look at guys like Dirk retiring this year or, or <laughs> Vince Carter. He's still going. He's
0: never retiring. You know that, right? Yeah, he's right. No, no, it's in perpetuity. Yeah.
2: I'm surprised the Knicks didn't sign him.
0: <laughs> are you starting to raz? No. Or you're just, I mean, the, the Knicks. Knicks. <laughs> I'm not even going to go here. <laughs> By the way, on the record, I think the Knicks are blackballed. On the record, I'm pretty convinced. Intuitively.
2: There's no better place to play. No. By the way. But
0: but but this offseason was deeply uncomfortable from the way I think about the world. Like that like the real world is gray, not black and white. Sure. I'm I'm in a very scary place of fear. I <laughs> never fear. Like even when the Jets and Knicks have been at their worst, there's no math that makes sense that they didn't get any of the players, which makes me go into deep conspiracy theory the Oakley thing, top 50 players, got into a weird dinner, decided, and we're done. That's literally what I believe. Wow. I hope it's not true, (laughs) but nothing makes sense. Like, you can't be in that spot where the Clippers and Nets get their, like, they had all the leverage, all the math. Anyway, I don't even wanna get depressed, like on that, in sports depression, to put in context of the truth. Let's do a call, let's do a call. I knew I was gonna (laughs) this up. Let's definitely do a call. Kev, what what is your favorite sports team?
2: Favorite sports your team? Your personal,
0: like your team that you root for the most. So I grew up. anybody.
2: I mean, I grew up watching, it's funny, I was like, I was a Niners fan because I was, yeah. I grew up perfect time to be, girl, yeah. And also it was nearby. right there in the, within the Northwest. I grew yeah. up in Portland, Oregon. And then I was a Mariners guy because they had, you know, Griffey yeah, and. Yeah, each row. Y- yeah, all, everybody, they've been yeah. good for, for Edgar, so long. all those teams. Yeah, so. Jay Buhner. I mean, I used to play <gasps> Ken Jr. baseball by the way, and hit the, the cheat code Buhner, and just. Jay Knocked Buhner, the Ken Phelps
0: time. trade that the Yankees made is all time bad. All time. All time. Buner was the man too. Dude, Jay Buner, and he like had that look before that look existed. Yeah. They were bashing. Yeah. He was a
2: beast. He was a beast.
0: They, they like- So was A-Rod Edgar too, King. Edgar.
2: They just dude, got inducted, dude, what, yesterday?
0: Edgar's actually the only person that knew how to hit Mariano Rivera, ever. Yeah. Like literally so, yeah, has dude, the best the cutter, data
2: against him. Nobody could hit the cutter.
0: Nobody. You got something? Max? Max? Some,
1: Yeah, how's it going? Man
0: Max. It's Gary Vaynerchuk and Kevin Love. How are you?
1: Good, how are you?
0: We are well. What's your question? My question was... Wait, Max, admit, admit, Max, real quick. Admit right now that you are stunned that you actually got called and now you're baffled (laughs) and you have to come up with a question on the spot.
1: I'm actually, you know what? I knew you were going to ask this question because I watch... A ton of your stuff, so I knew you were going to ask this question, and I knew it was going to come up. But I'm actually kind of not good. Just so by go. watching the comment section. Yep. I knew that I was engaging with the people in the comments enough. Is this
2: a question?
0: No, no. He's making a profound uh, statement of how he tricked Andy to call him. Good, Max. Now, what's the question? Yeah, Max, he he liked the Uh, concept you went with. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, my question was from like a management perspective, because I manage a lot of different music artists, so it's a little bit out of the realm. But I was wondering, I wanted to get your input on what is the most effective way to deal with and market talent to get it out to the widest audience base?
0: Got it. So I'll jump in real quick, and then have, if you got anything to add, that'd be fun. Um, the deal with part is impossible because they're artists, which means they act like idiots often, right? And what you need to remember, exactly. but what you need to remember is not to be a d- because they have talent and you don't, and that's why you decided to manage them. Makes sense? Like, exactly. pe- people are always trying to like get artists to be like on time. That's not what they do. They write great songs, they create great beats, they perform on stage, like, that's, so like, I'm always laughing at my manager friends, they're like, yo Gary, yo, can you just talk to this kid? I'm like, dude, you love this kid because he dyed his hair purple and on one minute of sleep can go out in front of 40,000 people at Rolling Loud and slay it, not because he shows up on time for a meeting with me, right? So exactly. I think, so I think you need to, own what you decided to do for a living and understand you got to take the good with the bad. That's how you deal with it. You don't dwell on what they suck at. You focus on what they're phenomenal at. As far as getting them out there, it's called SoundCloud and Instagram and YouTube and I spit it 40 times a day all the time. Put music out. The end. The same advice- well, that's I- what I'm thinking. Is this just a pure content play? Yes. You're in the content business. Every artist ever- until they put a banger out. Exactly. Like, everybody sucked until they put out a song that made them not suck. Alanis Morissette, nobody knew, killed it. You understand? It's as simple as that. And now that you have SoundCloud and Spotify and YouTube, there's no more A&Rs and MTV and the labels. It's like no excuses. Get in studio, make a song, put it out, DM a thousand influencers, hope somebody shares it, then let the market decide. Like I know everybody gets mad at me for saying like the same advice. It's the right advice.
1: It's like how you yeah, get into yeah. better shape.
0: Exercise and eating right. Sorry, sorry that's what it uh, is.
1: You, would, you, would you do the same thing as like with a clothing brand, with a musical artist as far as the influencers go? Like would you pay an influencer yes. to?
0: Yes, but, but okay. you,
1: everything needs exposure.
0: So gotcha. either you know, either you're so great that Sports Illustrated puts you in it, and you get exposure, or or not. And like, yes, I would pay, but you also need to be good. Everything comes back down to merit. Like, I understand how to try to become a basketball player, which is like work on all these skills. But if I wasn't physically inclined to have it, it would mean that I'd be a good AA. I'd be a good like pickup basketball player, and that's what I tell people about clothing brands. Like, yes, you should overpay. You should pay influencers to rock your. But if you're whack or if you overpaid the influencer, your skills in it weren't good enough. So like it's not a one size fits all advice, it's be great at influencer marketing. There's a reason that VaynerMedia does the work for Fila and Fila did get rebooted. Cause we're the best in the world at what we do. There's a reason that everybody wants to say they have a fashion brand as an entrepreneur on Instagram because they printed a thousand t-shirts but being a successful fashion brand versus printing nine t-shirts and calling yourself a brand because you came up with a funny sentence, those are two very <laughs> different things. And there's a yeah. lot of on Instagram with funny sentence t-shirt companies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Execution, bro.
1: I'm in, Well, thank you and I you're appreciate welcome. the time.
0: You got it, bro. How do you think about fashion? Do you like it? I see you wearing your Stone Cold t-shirt. Yeah, like I rocked this. How do you think about it? You like it?
2: Yeah, I love fashion, and plus, uh, I mean, it's it's become a Still huge thing in, in in basketball, especially oh. with come playoff time. I mean, especially guys, your creating, homeboy
0: from college. I mean, he's.
2: You've created he's his, just
0: making. I think Russ is just making. I feel like he's sometimes trolling the game. Like he loves fashion, but some of the and I'm like, you know what? For sure, he's
2: but just he like, knows you know it's gonna get of eyes. Course. It's just like you he's said, smart. it's gonna he's create content arbitrary. and everybody's gonna, he, everybody is gonna Loves. send him so much stuff to try can, to influence bro, their brand. I cannot and it's wait. become a runway, and it's become a business. He's great at it. Yeah, he's, he's really, really at good at it. And, oh my God, that, can you imagine what, between PJ oh. Tucker, Hello? Russ, yeah. and James Harden, what it's that's gonna, gonna be, be like?
0: Gaff!
1: Hey, Gary V, how's it going, guys?
0: Good man, say what's up to K-Love.
1: Hey,
2: Kevin. What's good, buddy?
1: Hey, actually, um, my question is, um, I I heard you talking about, you know, being depression and having anxiety attacks and stuff. So my question to you is that how to stay strong and, like, stay focused on your goals while you're going through that.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's super, I mean, that's probably the toughest part because a lot of the time, I mean, for me, it was basically having blinders on and not seeing the effect I was having uh, not only on myself, but other people. And I also read like a cheap novel, like everybody knows <laughs> when I'm really going through it. But I would, I always say, you know, if, for me, it was chasing basketball. It was chasing my vice. It was chasing what I love. And I always feel like if you chase what you love, everything you love will chase you right back. Everything you want out of this life. But you know, you, you have to find ways to manage it, especially, um, you know, at your worst times. And a lot of people can't afford a therapist. They can't afford, um, you know, going to see someone and paying for that. So you have to find tools, whether it be meditation, whether it be exercising, getting that, uh, you know, endorphin release. Uh, you know, finding ways to deal with your serotonin levels, whether it be medication.
0: I've noticed a lot of kids hitting me up about eating. Like eating behavior has changed By up the a way, lot.
2: Eating, eating changes everything. I just yeah, read Sinan
0: it. Sinan wants me to like, like him and his dad, who's like some crazy Turkish like genius. Yeah, we're about to. Like I'm about to go there, Sanan. I'm getting s so, I'm s so, I'm getting. I'm. I told you in the back of card. I'm ready. Take all my blood. Like I'm ready.
2: I'm about to change. You can, cha- you can change your life. Like Your relationship with your body, I feel like, is, is so, so key. I mean, I know that I've make know, some- but yeah, I've lost so much weight. I've kept the inflammation down in my body. I think chronic uh, inflammation. Like I've seen it in my father. I've seen it in a ton of people. I've seen it in retired athletes. I've seen it in, we mentioned football players, whether they're retired or not. Like When you feel like getting out of bed every day in the morning, you're like, this day's going to suck. This day's going to be terrible.
0: Pain's bad.
2: Yeah, pain mental management. Or physical. Well, that's what it, <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. But um, you know, I would just say, yeah, finding different ways ways to manage it and finding different ways to change the relationship with whether it be your anxiety, depression, or any any phase of mental illness. Uh, I'm a type of person that medication has worked for me. Um, has yes. Keep going. You know, cognitive behavioral therapy has yeah, has worked for me as well, uh, and it, you know, science and data has showed that you know, that can actually prove to be more beneficial over time than meds. So, but, you know, getting back to the therapist part for a sec, this can be a friend. This can be, you know, listening to your podcast, finding ways to to deal with other, deal with business, deal with anything that you're into. Um, you know, it could be a family member. It can be, you know, somebody who, uh, you know, a parent of of you know one of your your kid's friends. You know, it can be anybody of, within know, arm's this distance. Is a, this is a
0: place where I tread very lightly because I like talking about shit I know. Yeah. And so, take it for what it's worth, Gavin. I think one thing that I've seen a ton of messages from is finding somebody who's a little bit further away from your inner circle, so it doesn't affect that dynamic. Has been really fascinating how yeah. many people have pinged I me. I've never on that. thought of that before. You know, like when it's your yeah. mom or your brother. Over time. That can create something within that dynamic, and having the luxury of it being a little—you know—if you you think about a therapist, a step removed, or three steps removed, sure, like friend of friend or acquaintance, it's been really interesting. And
2: maybe that person will—it comes from an unbiased point of view. It's not going to ruin your relationship,
0: right? You're talking to your mom, exactly. She's thinking about your dad. Yep. She's like, there's just so many other variables. Yeah. That's what you know. That's why the therapist, so far removed, has such value. (laughs) You know,
2: <laughs> they'll, they'll probably catch something back that to you haven't Back to your point, seen. not
0: being able to afford it, how does it, you know, sometimes, a, one kid wrote me this manifest, I love reading my comments, it's how mm-hmm. I learned so much insights that I'm not going through. This kid talked about something of me talking about like not overjudging yourself, it led him to another thing, then he read something about something else. What it led to was it being a teacher in his school that he doesn't even have as a teacher. Sure. Like, you know, he found it as a remove thing. Like it really worked for yeah. him, and I was like, "Ooh, that's," you know. when you think about the DNA of a teacher; well, they want to help right. a lot of them.
2: Yeah, my counselor in high school. When I told her that I wanted to go to North Carolina or UCLA, these places, she was like, uh, "Your GPA doesn't indicate." I was like, "No, no, no. I'm going to go to UCLA, and then I'm going to go. You know, do Were this." Were you like,
0: "Hey, I was like, I dropped thirty." A Game. Do you understand how this actually works <laughs> yeah exactly
2: but I was just like you know to the point like there's there's you know we talked about the the parenting and, yep. and you know some of them are just setting yeah. the kids up for failure It's like practical
0: but, optimism is amazing yeah everything else sucks pessimism yeah. sucks delusion sucks.
2: But instead of just saying that why don't you say okay now show me the tool show me the way in order to get to that point Gab, do you what do I your, need to do chase you beat
0: yourself up like if I ask you that question, how do you go with that? I'm sorry, what was that again? I said, if I ask you, do you beat yourself up, right? Like something happens and you're the one beating yourself up, is that like part of your framework?
1: Yes, I I definitely do that, I would say. Like, sometimes I just get really, I definitely beat myself up, for sure.
0: I've just been spending so much time, like with myself, this is why nobody's really seen any content about it, because again, because of what's going on with me, I want to be very careful to stay in my lane and not overstep. But it's just, you know, I got nothing else to say other than man, I just wanna say one thing, I got so much love for you, please understand that the voice that beats yourself up, I genuinely believe this, I really don't think it's your voice, I think it's a voice that's been input and I think once you understand that, it liberates you when you start realizing you're not the person booing yourself and if you can figure that part out, if that could start the part of a, Thesis or something that you discover, I think it could be liberating in a way that you can't believe what that will do for you, bro.
2: Yeah, and to know that you're not Mom. alone too. Like I, uh, you know, I think it's predisposition. Like we're all taught early on when we start speaking and start, uh, you know, absorbing what our parents are saying, our uh, people around us are saying. We we are kind of taught how to think, yeah, and that voice witness. in your head, that narrative that me can really real you up real quick, really quick. So until yeah, you start absolutely. doing that, doing that work, and then continue because. You can have, it's like uh, related to basketball. You can have a great game, and that feeling only lasts for twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Whereas you have a terrible game, it's a national TV game, and you feel like you're set up for failure. That's gonna last, that could last for two weeks. That's just how that's how negative thoughts are. And
0: I'm also trying to think about how to turn that into positive because, like, one of the things that's really interesting about me is I do not smell roses. So like, 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 back to the Yankees and the, and the Rangers, I dropped them the, the second after the championship. Like, you know, like I'm trying to think about why I talk about process a lot of times, mm-hmm. is like, like, to your point, the, nas- the national televised game, like, it's not that I dwell about it. I don't know, there's something I've been thinking a lot about lately, which is like, with everything that's going on with me, I talk a lot about not hearing the booze. I don't give a f- what you think, but it goes both ways. I also don't hear the accolades. Like so many people as my notoriety and awareness grows and things that are going on with me, they're always like, man, you're so humble. And every time I hear somebody say that, I say it's because I can't hear your boos. That is literally what happens. When somebody, you know, cause they don't expect it, especially the way I am on video and on stage, they get confused by like the humility when they actually get to know me. Sure. And I'm like, and it's so funny how intuitive I feel that's completely laddered to me not hearing people that shit on me. Like I don't get high <laughs> when they cheer. And I don't get like no, low.
2: We say in NBA, fail quickly, quickly, but it's also having success quickly as well. Like as I appreciate human... it,
0: Gav, I wish you well, bro. Really, thanks for calling. Awesome, thank,
1: thank you welcome. guys. Thank you, have a good one. Kev, call. one
0: of my favorite things in the world of sports that maps to life is when the home team boos the home team after the road team went on an 11-0 run and you call a timeout. And I've been thinking about this for two years. I don't know what it is about that singular moment in all the sports I watch. You know, like, I love boxing. One of my favorite fighters of all time just passed away, got hit by a car. You know, Sweepy wow. Whitaker. you know, Pernell Whitaker. I don't know if you know that name. And I loved him for defense. He was Mayweather before, Mayweather mm-hmm. in defense. And I'm a counter puncher as a businessman. Right. So I associate with him. Yeah. And Floyd. I would
2: be like the Tyson Fury. I get uh, it.
0: He's uh, <laughs> so charismatic. That makes the, it, best. the best. And he has a great story too. Amazing. He should be on here he, if he hasn't I'd been like already. I'd like to get him on here. Um, uh, Tyson, if you're listening, hit me up. Uh, I don't know what it is about the home team Letting the road team go on an eleven zero run, timeout, and the whole place, every everywhere, even like the best teams. Like by the way, ironically, back to a meta story, I went to the Knicks-Cavs opener when LeBron came back. Oh. Yeah, best. I'm so <laughs> pumped. So being in that game, yeah. right? Obviously, Melo hit that yeah, yeah.
2: left wing. Yes, mid range. So like, yeah. you
0: know, even like Step off back. all the accolades and bronze back in that game, it's the first game back. Yeah. Everyone's in euphoria. Nick's going like a 7-0 run, timeout, boo. Yep. And I sit there and I'm like, there is something about this home, back to how I think about it's life.
2: It's fragile, it's what have you done for me lately? That's,
0: it, it's like. It also makes me want people to think about life that way, which is like, you could have three years and it's still just a second quarter, yeah. life just went on a 7-0 run on you. Like, what's the score at triple zero? Right. I I don't know, there's, I mean, Bulls who I hate with all my heart, some of those road Nick games that I went to back in the day, like four, three, six championships they give these down 13-0 to start the game, boo. And I'm like, and there's something about like how I think about that. How I think, you know, watching Wimbledon the other day, Joker, like nothing, Joker's by far my favorite tennis player, by far. So I'm in this bar as the matches in the fifth set and the whole bar is going nuts for Federer. Federer, of course. And and I'm sitting there watching, rooting for Joker quietly, because I'm with the fam and I'm trying not to make attention, like I'm trying to stay private. And Joker, that nine minute game, where Federer almost came back from 40 love, Joker breaks through and wins it, and I go nuts. And the whole bar looks at me. The whole bar looks at me, and then like two guys laughed and they came up to me like, you're not really rooting for Joker, you're just doing that. Like literally verbatim asked me if I just did that for show, I was like, I'm rooting for Joker. And, and, there's, and Joker, I think at his best, is when he takes on the role of the villain.
2: Right, there's but he's no, trying to embrace, he wants to be yeah, well-liked.
0: Of course, because he's got but, face Nadal and Federer loved so much, sure, there's no way you're sure, gonna win there's that game. No way, you're he, never gonna win that. He is gonna win that game, I'll tell you when. When he's old. When they're gone, sure. he's the old man. Because they feel like the old man. 100%. Yeah. It's the same way I feel about like Kobe. I hated him my whole career, like his whole career, until when I felt he lost a little bit of a step. Sure. I'm like, okay, now I want him to, like, you know, like it's what America does rise, crash, right? Yeah. You know? So, and I'm all underdog. But, like, the face he made, like, th- nothing speaks to me more than Joker's face when he is in that match. The whole world, the audience at Wimbledon, is rooting against him and he looks at everybody and says yeah you I love that
2: I th- I agree that he has to take on that fill and role. I want I think it. that could get I, I mean it potentially could get him the most majors ever I,
0: I fully believe it yeah and it's not natural because who what he happens is. when
2: those two guys are out Watching he's going to absolutely take over the floor when he sport. absorbs
0: it and yeah. takes it on you know what the breakthrough of his career from my perspective was, was at the US Open, I don't know if you know this reference, where he was in deep, it was over. Federer was serving for the match and he returned this one forehand, which was like such a you forehand that it kind of everyone's psyche, the announcers, the stadium, and ultimately Federer, in my opinion, and he came all the way back and won. And that's what I was like, dude. I do
2: remember that. I actually watch a lot of tennis. I was... I'm not, I'm not when the, the Knicks biggest played the Cavs fan.
0: last year and we became friendly and it was like a tight little game and like, like just like watching you down in the last two minutes and we were having a little banter and you're like, like the Knicks came back and like tied it or something and it, you looked at me and said, no, don't worry. This is, yeah. they're not going to win. Uh, nah. I was so pumped. I still hated you. Yeah. Like I was like, you dude. But like, but like I loved it because that's exactly what I live for that. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to take that negativity and turn it into that. Versus what Gavin's talking. Like, I will probably spend my whole life trying to figure out how to communicate around the whole world wants to take a shit on you. And you take that and make it a positive, is obviously a foundation of self esteem, lack of insecurity, many other things. I got to figure it out because somewhere in there, and it, I think it's a very fine line. Yeah. That to me is the game. But that also requires when everybody tells you you're awesome. To know it, but not fully embrace it because then you're fully embracing the booze too. I think a lot of kids that are getting delusional with their parents or getting a lot of success early are stuck late. That's why school people up. You're a straight A student and you think that's life and then life kicks in and life laughs.
2: Right. Well, there's no diversity.
0: It's one system.
2: Yeah. Life will throw you that that cutter. And And somehow I understood it, but nobody else did. Yeah. No, I get it. Thanks for being on the show, bro. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and, more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.